You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible because of a grant with Teva Pharmaceuticals, educational grant with Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today our guests are Christy and Chad. Christy and Chad live in North Carolina, and I've actually known them for several years um, through uh, just the Huntington's community and doing things together together. and Christy participated in the signal trial through Vasinex. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today and just kind of talking about uh, the signal trial and the most recent press release. Christy and Chad, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. We, uh, we, we're, we're excited. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Christy, can you um, – let's start off with – can you tell us a little bit about yourself well, um, my husband and I, Chad and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I am uh, 47 years old um, with HD. Um, I diagnosed gene positive about five or six years ago now, uh, 2015. Um, and I, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, um, and I've been on disability for about three years, and I formerly worked as a meeting planner, um, and I'm a Carolina graduate. So, those are the biggest things about me. My mother has Huntington's, her, my paternal grandfather, maternal grandfather had Huntington's, and his mother had Huntington's. Yeah. So it's been really big in our family for for at least a hundred years. We can track it back. See, that's amazing to me. You guys can track back that far. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a, a good thing and a bad thing, but um, but yeah, that it's good that you know that how far back it goes. Yeah, I think it helped her too. You know, you know, being educated on it at an early age almost because that's as as we all know in the community sometimes it's hard to. You know, it, it's kind of hidden in the shadows, et cetera, and she was kind of one of the fortunate ones that really knew about this from an early age. Yes, and um, my mother was a science teacher, and mm-hmm. so with her being a science teacher, she always had the uh, scientific uh, drawn into my head that, you know, what a study was, what Huntington was, and what it could be, and um, and that there's a chance she could have it. And um, her history was that she was involved in the original uh, fairy study years ago. Um, yeah. And she and yeah, so she yeah. was always yeah, that family's always been involved in clinical trials. Yes. Yeah. yeah, my dad was involved in pharaohs too. You know, that's what started <laughs> all of the the. Yeah. 
observational studies and clinical trials for us. Mm-hmm. So um, I love Farah's study. And uh, and when mom was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Lauren, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You were saying when your mom was what? And when my mom was diagnosed, she was on the um, <clears throat> Q10 study, yeah, I believe. Yeah, the CoQ10 study. CoQ10 study, um, which I guess didn't prove to be real effective either. Um, but she uh, did most of her um, study work out of uh, Dr. Dr. Francis we Walker at Baptist. Thank you. Wake uh, Baptist. So that's where she would go. Yeah, he was my doctor, who was awesome, which she's retired. Mm -hmm. I know, and we hate that he retired. um, (laughs) But I didn't want, uh, for lack of a better word, my mom knowing too much that I was checking up on my own Huntington's. So I decided to go to Duke, and it was closer to home anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm not a Duke fan. Um, So did you have to wear your Carolina stuff into Duke every single time you went? I did. (laughs) Religiously. (laughs) I did, and I still do. (laughs) We always give Bert, or excuse me, Dr. Scott, uh, you know, he always has fun fun with Christy with her Carolina stuff. Yes. So every time I was there, um, from the day I uh, got tested to the day I joined the study, and until the day that I have to go back again, there'll be Carolina <laughs> somewhere on my body. So, uh, so you participated well, in the signal trial by <laughs> by Vaxinex. Um, What was that like? What, like, what did your visits consist of? Um, well, they were uh, mainly I was in cohort B, um, which meant that. Um, it was a double-blind study, um, and so I was either getting the medication or I wasn't getting the medication. I was extremely happy to be working on the signal study, number one, because I felt like I was, and Chad and I both would say this, we felt like we were working toward a cure, you know, every every Monday or every Tuesday that we went in, um, and some days were shorter than others. What's um, it like, though? Explain how it went, how, what you did there. Okay. So, um, mainly, uh, Dr. Scott, Burton Scott at Duke, would do a, a uh, cognitive test, uh, anything from mem- remembering words to um, trying to put uh, memory cues together. And, um, and they were all done by computer. Um, and to be honest with you, I got really angry with some of the stuff by the end of the day (laughs) because a lot of it was harder like trying to put memory cards together like two and two together was kind of hard um and then he would also check my um joint my um reflexes and um do just a kind of general overall neurological type thing so um that's kind of uh how we would do it. We did finger taps. We did, I had to hold like a, a wire thing up to see how long my, I could hold it up and I'd have to do it like five times for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the longer days. 
and then every and then you have the infusion. Yes, and then I would have the hour and a half infusion. Um, most people, um, apparently, I was a little different. I slept through most of them <laughs> um, because <laughs> I, I brought a Carolina blanket. Yes, um, and I slept through them um, just because I became friends and they became family members. Um, Kate McKenzie, uh, Dr. Scott, um, and Peggy, so many others that were there to help do that were amazing. And then Chad would normally drop me off in the morning and then would come pick me up in the afternoon. Yeah, it was normally a visit. They'd get there around 8, 39, yes. and she'd be finished by 1 or 2 o'clock. Yes. And, um, yeah. And it was fun because I'd bring a bag of snacks, and um, and that's normally what I did. I guess I could have stopped for lunch, but uh, normally I just went ahead and got through it, and then I'd come home and sleep. So that's that's so funny because I did the exact same thing. <laughs> so I did the you know I was I I would cower through those uh, those hard days, and because um, you know when you get the infusion, it's um, it's a long day. And, yeah, uh, it's so I funny. Would... McKenzie, McKenzie would, it, it would would always come back and joke with me about Christy. He's like, "Yep, she was sitting in there. I'd give her, a, I'd, I'd put her, uh, I'd start the infusion, and five minutes later, she'd be snoring in her seat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I finally I did get used to um, people drawing vials of blood. I think one of the ones yeah. was like fifteen, ten or fifteen, but I. That doesn't bother me at all, anything like that. But actually, I have come to study, if I look back on it now, there were days I was frustrated I had to get up and go. I don't know why. Um, but we all knew that in the end, at the end of the day, we're pushing for a cure for yeah. Huntington's. And this is just uh, one study of many that um, can help or help us toward a cure and better medicine. Absolutely. And you and you were mentioning, too, that there's cohort A and there's cohort B, and you were in cohort B, um, which was the double-blind, placebo-controlled, um, and I believe it was a yep. longer time frame, too. Yeah, that was one that was extended as well, if you remember, um, because I believe she was at it for a year, and then they extended it another six months. Um, another 18 Or it was, it was another 18 months, mm-hmm. so it was, we, she, she participated in the study as I believe you did. I believe a lot of folks did uh, quite quite a long time. Um, yeah, I was in cohort A, so it was a little bit shorter time frame. I think we only extended for six months. Um, yeah, I believe hers was eighteen they months. Followed it they kept, yeah, it was quite a quite a quite a long extension. Uh, I remember. Yeah. Well, did you feel that the trial helped you? Um, I think. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, I think a lot of it is, you know, the sense of, you know, working towards that cure and giving back to the community, because that was very important to you to really yes. be doing something. Yes, because when I did leave work um, about six months after being diagnosed with Huntington, um, when I did leave work, I, uh, you know, that was the one thing I needed to do was to be doing something and knowing that I was doing something to help torture, because it's not something my mother would have particularly done or a lot of other people I know would have particularly done just because of the 
shadows around Huntington's, and that just wasn't who I am. You know, I'm I'm going to shout at the mountaintop. Yeah, I have Huntington's, and we're still hoping for a cure, and we're going to fight for a cure. And um, and was were we disappointed? The study didn't work. Yes, yeah. but you know what? But it helped out. It did, yeah. and that's what we liked about it. Yeah. Well, I I think that's exactly um, such a really good point in that um, it's disappointing that these endpoints weren't met. And I and I want to point something else about, out about this press release that was um, put out um, by Vasinex. So it. What the press release says is that um, the trial did not meet its primary endpoint, but um, if you read it, it did show benefit. Um, so the what they found wasn't necessarily what a primary endpoint is. So just because this trial failed doesn't necessarily mean that the drug failed. Um, yeah. And. I think we have to really focus on that part of it because, you know, when I heard the news, I actually um, had somebody call me and say, hey, did you see the, the recent press release from Vasinex about Signal? And I said, well, no, I haven't had time to look at anything. And um, she said, well, it said that the trial failed. And, you know, I immediately felt, you know, disappointed and stuff. And so I I think when we don't have enough information about it, it's hard to not feel disappointed and uh, and it feels like we're losing hope. But what you just said really is a good point in that um, we're still helping, whether it fails or not, um, we're still helping towards research and finding a cure and finding a treatment. Um, and that's why we participate. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I read the press release, Lauren, you know, I, you know, I saw the same thing that you did. Yeah, it failed on the primary focus, and that was, you know, a lot of it was prodromal or early stages of the Huntington's disease patients. And, you know, if I read it, um, you know, they were talking about how, but, you know, maybe that maybe this can help in later stages or even with other neurological diseases such as Alzheimer's. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things that didn't work in the exact target group, as you mentioned, uh, but it doesn't mean the drug failed. Um, so, uh, and there were some positives to it as well, not just from the drug, but as Christy mm-hmm. just spoke about, just, you know, giving back to the community and working towards that cure. Yes. And, you know, it also, and just a short little thing, is that it was nice to go, once you had been diagnosed, because I was enrolled in the cohort B probably within three months of me not being with my job anymore. And it was nice mm-hmm. to be able to go and kind of get checked up on, for lack of a better <laughs> word, for the first few mm-hmm. months because it was um, nice to have, you know, Dr. Scott, you know, you know, checking my reflexes and making me, you know, try to balance and walk and fall back, which most Huntington families know that's yeah. kind of routine. And it, it probably really did help my mentality with that as well. So, and it then brought us with a community, um, closer to a community that um, we love. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I just love your positive attitude on, you know, how to deal with it and, um and just that 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 we're still helping either way, whether or not the trial failed, we're still helping. Yeah. 
And you have to live like that. Um, I was upset that it um, that it didn't, but then you look back on it um, a couple of days later, and you're going, you know what? We knew this may not help, but you know maybe something else will. And that's why you stay positive because any day there could be a cure. Someone could just go in and go, this is what we have. You know, and so that's one thing you don't give up on. And I think Christy will tell you too, she's ready for the next trial. So she has yeah. to, you know, after it, you have to, there's a little bit of a pause for those mm-hmm. who in clinical trials know. Um, and she's looking for the next one to, to see if that one will work, or not to see if that one will work, to, to move forward in, in finding a cure. Exactly. Right. So it's not going to stop you from participating in clinical trials. No. I no. think if anything, it encourages. It's encouraging her to do the next one. She like. I mean, not that she, not that you like clinical trials. <laughs> right. It's so funny, Christy. Yeah, Christy always talks about she's donating her brain to science. Is what she always says because you know there's some you know brain imaging et cetera. But uh, you know, I think it's like you said. It's it's for both of us. It's like we're actively doing something for the year. And unfortunately, right now in North Carolina. Um, there's not a lot of, um, other than the observational studies, which, you know, we're a part of, um, we, you know, would like to find something that would be beneficial for um, me, for the HD, um, for Chad, even if that means traveling. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't bother us at all. Yeah. And we but, look at HSG and the mm-hmm. resources and, and, you know, we'll, we'll find out what's best and what we can do for our next steps here. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely follow um, HSG. I feel like they've been amazing with getting information out about um, trials that we can participate in. So I'm with you there and I'm definitely looking forward to future trials in North Carolina. Do you guys have um, any final thoughts for the Huntington's community and anybody who is um, looking to participate in trials? So yeah, this is Chad. I think I'll go first and like Christy as the uh, as the guinea pig, as we always jokingly sometimes say here at yeah. the house, uh, go last. But you know, for the for the hunting community, uh, don't be afraid to do clinical trials. It's very beneficial for you, not only where you know you're getting that focused uh, healthcare, even um, as Christy stated, where they're you know you're 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 definitely you know getting that care and of, of of how you're progressing and things of that nature. But at the same time, you're really contributing to that cure that is coming guys i mean you know we always we're all positive we know it's coming but with but remember without these trials there will be no cure and we have and we have to have participants for these trials so i would say you know look at hsg talk to your providers get in touch with you know your local uh, hc resources and see what you can do um, even if it's an observational trial, go out there because these trials are what are going to get us to the cure. Yes, and my other, because Chad said that so well, Lauren, um, I guess my final words in saying for someone who um, has Huntington's would say, um, don't be afraid to get tested for Huntington's. Um, I know it's a very controversial issue and doing that, but in getting tested for that, um, we're able to go back and and whether you're positive or negative, um, it's awesome that you're able to go back and help other people around the world. 
and um, in other communities in North Carolina and across the United States. It's just, it made me feel relief to know that I could be a part of something greater than just me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, that's what we love about what we do here and try to test as much as we can. So hope for a cure, find a cure, Participate. Yes, and participate. Actively participate, guys. Yes. Absolutely. Well, guys, I am so glad that I got to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your experience with the Signal uh, trial. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lauren. Anytime, Lauren, whatever you need. And thank you guys for listening to us. Absolutely. Hopefully, I get to see you guys sometime soon. I mean, with COVID going on, it's been kind of crazy. So, and just a lot going on in family uh, situations as well. So, absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing you too. Yeah, and we love all. You guys take care. We'll end the show here. Everybody have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.